Good morning, this is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the One who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, today can I start with a parable? I'd like you to imagine something with me. Imagine the author of a great, long, and complex novel. He's taken the pages of this novel, and he's gone up in a balloon. He's now thousands of feet above the earth. It's a wildly windy day. And he takes all these thousands of pages of this complex novel and he holds them out to the wild winds. So the pages are scattered and they're taken all over the world. Some of these scattered pages land on mountaintops. Some of the pages land in valleys and open spaces. Some land in streams and are carried far away. Some land in very hidden places. Some of the pages are destroyed on the way down. They'll never be read. Some are taken up in the jet stream, and they're carried out over the ocean to distant continents where they eventually fall to the ground. Now, imagine people gradually finding these mysterious pages. Someone comes across a page, and there's this text that tells one tiny snippet of the story. But it's so well written and so captivating that the person is intrigued. Now, other of these pages are found here and there, across the country, around the world. Some pages are taken from upbeat, comical, delightful parts of the novel. Others are taken from dark and foreboding passages. Some pages give a pretty vivid sketch of a character. Some pages are so out of context that they are simply mysterious. Now, word begins to spread. The rumor spreads that people are finding these scattered pages by email, by phone, by regular mail, people begin communicating with each other. I found a page. What part of the book do you think it's from? They compare notes, they contrast. Some people find successive pages and begin to put more of the story together. Others communicating find out that they're able to piece together one of the major characters, at least get a, a sense of his style and personality. Interest grows. Given the worldwide communication, more and more people find out about it. And now, all over the world, they're looking for these lost pages. And whenever one of them is found, there's great rejoicing in this community of people who are fascinated by this book. What most captivates them is this. What is the book finally all about? They've got pieces, snippets, 
angles and perspectives on it. Now this episode, now that character is a little better illumined. But no one knows what the overall meaning and purpose of the novel is. Then one day, somebody finds the last page. They know it's the last page because at the very bottom, in bold print, are the words, The End. This word spreads like wildfire around the world in the community of people who've been gathering these scattered pages. What does the last page reveal? Not the whole story. Not every character, not every bit of the plot, not all the contours of it, but on the last page is revealed what the book is finally about, where it's finally going. What they discover to their delight is that this novel is finally a comedy, that it has a wonderful, surprising, and delightful ending. Does this end their curiosity? No, on the contrary, it piques their curiosity. Now there's even a more feverish attempt to find these lost pages and to understand the total meaning of the book. Now, Christians, I'm deriving this parable, this little image, from Dante. At the end of Dante's Divine Comedy, after he's traveled from hell through purgatory to heaven, and he's standing now gazing into the beatific vision, gazing into the mystery of God. And Dante says this, Now finally I see the book of which time and history are but the scattered leaves. That's a terrific image. And it sheds light in every direction. What we will see in heaven is the great book of which all experience, all history, and all time are but the scattered leaves. Look, our God is writing a play. Hans Urs von Balthasar refers to the theodrama, God's drama. God's writing a book. Who are the characters? Every man, every woman, every child, every plant, every rock, every planet, every galaxy that's ever existed across space and time. God is writing a book with the whole of creation. What do we see of this great book of God's? The scattered leaves. Imagine now a human being living to a ripe old age, 85 or 90. Well-educated, lots of experience, has been all over the world. How much of God's book has that person read? Oh, if he's lucky, maybe one of the scattered pages. What do we all pick up in the course of our lives? Oh, we might get a paragraph here or there. We might be lucky and find one of the, oh, half-ruined pages. Maybe we'll pick up a page from an upbeat part of the book. Maybe someone's life is pretty happy, pretty successful, pretty bright. They picked up one of the leaves from that positive chapter. 
But it's also possible you might pick up a page from one of the darker sections of the book. Christians, think of all the great novels, whether it's James Joyce's Ulysses or Dostoevsky's The Brothers Karamazov or Melville's Moby Dick. Think of the great novels. They all are characterized by both light and darkness. No plot that is simply upbeat every minute is going to be very interesting. All the great novels are plays of light and shadow, ups and downs, a plot twisting and turning. That's precisely what makes it fascinating. So maybe in the course of our lives, we pick up a page from God's great novel, the novel of novels. But it's a dark page from one of the more somber chapters. Imagine someone who lives a very short life, maybe only 20 or 30 years. Maybe he reads just one paragraph from this book. Now what goes on in the course of our lives? Again, go back to the parable. As those people found these scattered pages, what did they do? They didn't hoard them to themselves. Rather, they went out and they communicated. Help me understand this. You've got another page. I've got this one, but now your, your page belongs to another part of the book. Let's exchange notes. Let's find out what this whole book means. So what do we do, Christians, as we read the page that God has given us to read? We want to communicate with that whole world of people who have also gathered these scattered leaves. So we talk and we communicate and we question. Let me read what you've discovered of this book. And not just in our own lifetime. We read the great philosophers, poets, scientists, preachers, novelists. What have they read? What have they seen of God's great book? What questions remain? Well, the usual ones. What's it all about? How do all these characters fit together? What is the movement and contour of the plot? Now, we are in the season of resurrection, the season of Easter. What does Easter mean? I think Easter means that somebody found the last page. When Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John come to the tomb on that first day of the week, and they discover it empty, and then they confront the risen Christ, what do they see? What do they read? They read the last page of this great novel that God is writing. Not the chronologically last page. History goes on. But now they know where the story is going and what the story finally means. Look, the questions that bedevil us as we read the scattered leaves of the book. Who finally wins? Life or death? What finally triumphs, despair or hope? Does it finally mean something? The great answer of Easter, once we've read the last page, is yes, life triumphs over death. Listen now, despite all the deaths that we die, death does not have the final word. Hope does conquer despair. Despite all of the desperation of human history, Desperation does not have the final word. Yes, it does mean something. Despite all of the meaninglessness 
that we endure in the course of our human history. Christians, we don't know precisely how the story unfolds. In fact, that's part of the fun of living your human life is watching this novel unfold. We don't know the contour of the plot completely. We don't know all the characters, but we know the ending. Does that dampen our curiosity about the story? On the contrary, it awakens and piques our curiosity. And now even more intensely, we want to know what God is up to in history, in space, in time, in our lives. We are eager to share what we've learned. We're eager to find out what other people have learned, what pages they've read. Because in the end, we know God is writing a great divine comedy. That's Dante's great poem, you know, the divine comedy. It doesn't mean ha-ha every minute. It means it has a positive ending. That's what we know as Easter people. The great novel God is writing ends on a note of joy and life and hope. That's the great good news. Can I take just to the end here a couple of minutes? First of all, to thank you. A few weeks ago, I gave you my uh, mailing address, and I received a number of letters and cards and notes. So thank you for those. I really appreciate them. Can I give you a little more information? Because many of those who wrote to me asked for the tapes of these talks. And now the tapes are available from sound and video impressions at 110 South River Road in Des Plaines. Sound and video impressions. 110 South River Road in Des Plaines. You can order the tapes of these talks uh, over the course of the year. Secondly, if you want to email me, it's a very simple address. It's rbaron, B-A-R-R-O-N, at usml.edu. And finally, we have a website, the Word on Fire website. Simple address, www.wordonfire, one word, dot org. So wordonfire.org. And on the website, you can find information about the tapes. You can listen to uh, the last talk. So all these are ways that you can get access to these talks if you want to. But again, thank you for your interest and thank you for your support. I very much appreciate that. And know that the risen Lord is in our lives, calling us, inviting us into his truth. Happy Easter and God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you.